This morning it's my privilege to share the word of God with us. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you for the gift of life this morning. Thank you for inviting us into your banqueting hall. Thank you because your banner over us is love. That's why you've called us to fellowship with you this morning. Father, as we break bread in your presence, I pray that, Lord, you will release to us our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, that your word will minister milk, it will minister strong meat, it will minister bones to everyone according to their needs in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for understanding. We thank you, Lord, that the word will take root in our hearts and faith will well up in us to do the things that you want us to do. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I thank the Lord for this opportunity to share the word at this time of the year. And the topic I have received for today's message is prepare for a smooth transition. Prepare for a smooth transition. Can we say it together? Can we say it one more time together? Hallelujah. There are three words there that are key to our discussion this morning. And the first one is prepare. There's need for preparation. The second word is smooth. You can actually have a transition, but it can be stormy, it can be stressful, it can be confusing. And then the third word is transition. Transition. What is the word transition? Transition is a process. It's a process or a program or a time in between one era and another. It can be a time between one season and another. So what you do during that period between the two seasons is your transition. In a job, you can have a transition. You can move from one job to another. In between those two jobs, there's a transition. And so the Lord is saying, a transition is coming. And you need to prepare. You need to be aware of what is going on. Because if you are not aware and you do not prepare, and the new era meets you unprepared, the results might not be very favorable. And I take my text this morning from Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. I will not read all of that, um, all the verses because of time, but I definitely want us, when we go back home, to read it so that we can have a good grasp of the story. Please, do you have it in Amplified Translation? Yes. Okay. But I would like to start to read from verse 5. I would like to start to read from verse 5. 
The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination and intention of all human thinking was only evil continually. Verse 6. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved at heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy, blot out, and wipe away mankind, whom I have created from the face of the ground, not only man, but the beasts and the creeping things and the birds of the air, for it grieves me and makes me regretful that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the history of the generations of Noah. Noah was a just and righteous man, blameless in his evil generation. Noah walked in habitual fellowship with God. I want to stop there for now. I have been talking about transition and you might be thinking, why transition? Where are we and where are we going? First of all, the simplest of the transitions that I can refer to is the fact that we have come into a new decade and we're transitioning into 2021. Is it not so? We have almost finished 2020. And this month is the last month of this year. And so this is the last time we have to prepare for 2021. This is the last month we actually have to prepare for 2021. And so if this is the last month that ushers us into 2021, then this is a transition month. Do you agree with me? Okay, even though we can count life in hours, minutes, seconds, weeks, months, we can also count life in seasons. We know that Hamatan season is coming. There's a lot of dust in the air. In the morning, you wake up, it's very cold, and in the afternoon, it's very hot. That was not how it was a few months ago. There was a time it was raining heavily. But now the rain is gone, and we see ourselves moving into another season, a season when it is cold, a season when it is hot and dry. So you can transition in seasons, even in the seasons of life. There is a season in life where you are struggling, where it is never enough, where, where life is just so difficult. And in the course of time, you suddenly find yourself in another season when everything is in abundance. But that season of abundance may not last forever. Something may happen that might make that season change. Those who live in Europe and other parts of the world are aware of four seasons. They are aware of winter, they have their summer, they have their spring, and they have their autumn. They can clearly see the signs when each season changes. But here, we may not clearly see it change, but there is always a transition from one season into another season. So the text we read here tells us about a man called Noah. Noah lived in the world just like every one of us. But the Bible tells us the characteristics of the time that he lived in. Can we look at that verse 5 again? 5 and 6 again. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination and intention of all human thinking was only continually, was only evil continually. Does that sound like an error that you know? 
Is it not similar to what we find ourselves in today? You just, you just need to listen to the news or, or even open your WhatsApp and then you begin to hear how they butchered somebody somewhere. You begin to hear, in fact, when I heard that they went to the mountain, they went to a prayer mountain where people went to see God's face and they went there to kidnap people. I said, this is the height of it. Even the reverence for the house of God, they've just lost it. People are kidnapped on a daily basis for money, as if they are products for sale. That is what we are experiencing now. And it's similar to the time of Noah. Because the time of Noah, there was wickedness, terrible wickedness. And God decided to do something about the wickedness. Let's look at verse 8 and verse 9 of our text. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So in spite of this error being similar to Noah's own and being full of wickedness and evil, Noah was still alive in that generation. And he was a man that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And I believe that there are some people in this house today who in spite of the wickedness and the violence in our land, they have found favor and grace in the sight of the Lord. If you are one of them, shout hallelujah. So no matter how dark it gets, we have hope in the fact that if Noah could remain a man under God's favor and grace, then you and I, no matter what we are hearing around us, God's grace and favor covers us in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, let's also look at a passage in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Because several of us have different responses to things like this. Some will hear a message about wickedness, about killing, about violence, and they will go home thinking, ah, if it is like this, then there's no hope for people like me. But let's see what the Bible says in 2 Peter 2, 9. And I want all of us to read it together, please, in the Amplified Version. Let's go. Does that give you hope? It is God who knows how to rescue us from the hands of whether they are Fulani Hellsmen, whether they are bandits, whether they are 419 people, whatever kind of people they are. The Bible says, then be sure, then be sure that the Lord knows how to rescue the godly out of temptations and trials. God knows how to rescue us. No matter how the wickedness increases around us, God who delivered Noah will surely deliver us in Jesus' name. But just before we run away from that verse, it says the Lord knows how to rescue the godly. He qualifies the people that will be rescued. That rescue is not for everyone. That rescue is for the godly. Hallelujah. Because when the wickedness was much in the land and God set out to rescue somebody, he did not rescue everybody. He looked out for something. And that is what we see in that verse 9 of our text in Genesis chapter 6. Can we see verse 9? Genesis 6 verse 9. 
Can we read it all together, please? Noah was a just and righteous man, blameless in his evil generation. Noah walked in habitual fellowship with God. Noah did not just jump into favor. He didn't just end grace just like that. Grace didn't just happen. There was something that, that is said here about the person of Noah. The Bible says he was just. He was righteous. He was blameless, even though he was in an evil generation. And so for those of us who are seeking God's salvation in the midst of the wickedness that is around us, for those who genuinely want a smooth transition from this era that we have found ourselves in, a post-COVID era that we don't know what is ushering us into, when we hear them speak, they say new normal, new normal. We have not seen the entire implications of the new normal. We have not seen the manifestations of the new normal in its complete package. We only know about restrictions on travel and, you know, all the conditions and constraints you must, uh, you must satisfy before you move from one point to the other. But we don't know what 2021 is pregnant with. Just the same way that we entered 2020, not knowing what it was pregnant with. As I tried to prepare this message, I remember the crossover message I shared by God's grace. I said, carry the Lord into 2020. Carry his presence into 2020. The way that Joseph carried the presence of God into Egypt. That presence kept him in Potiphar's house. It kept him in the prison. It kept him in Egypt. He didn't derail because he had God's presence. And so as we transition, we're transitioning into 2021 that we don't know what will unfold. But one thing we must do is to be on God's side. Noah was on God's side. He was on God's side by being just, by being righteous, by doing things right. When you're talking about just and righteousness and blamelessness, you're talking about character. You're talking about character. You are talking about your moral standards, your values. Even though Noah was in the minority, he did not allow himself to derail from his moral standards. He didn't allow himself to be intimidated that, ah, we are, we are odd man out. You are the odd man out. You are the odd woman out. He didn't mind that. He remained blameless. And he also walked in habitual fellowship with God. So I want to go into the aspect of preparation for a smooth transition. God met Noah as a righteous man. And God said, I'm going to destroy the whole of this world, everybody, man and beast. But I'm going to spare you and your children. But this is the process. This is the process to that salvation. You are going to have to build an ark. Building the ark was the physical part of the preparation. Do you agree with me? He built a physical ark made with wood and all kinds of material. So in having a smooth transition and in preparing for that smooth transition, there is physical preparation and there is spiritual preparation. Building the ark was a physical preparation. 
Staying in fellowship with God was spiritual preparation. Praise the Lord. For Noah to be successful in the physical preparation, he needed to hear from God. He needed to know the dimensions of the ark. He needed to know what kind of wood to use. And God specified all those things. If you read the whole of that chapter, you will see the type of wood God told him it must be of gopher wood. Because God knows that the ark will sit in water for 150 days. And so if it was not quality wood, while it is in the water, it could have given way. So there are specifics that you need to know about your life as you transition into 2021. It is good to listen to men of God as they say, oh, this is the year of this, this is the year of that, and you can claim as many of them as you can claim. But there are some specific details that you need to have for your own life. If you are a student, what you need to prepare about physically is different from what a businessman will need to prepare about. And so if you don't hear from God, you don't spend time with God, you cannot know the specific details for your own life. So your physical preparation will be successful dependent on your ability to hear clearly. Hallelujah. There is no opportunity I come, I, I have to be on this pulpit by the grace of God that I will not speak about hearing from God. There is no opportunity that I will not speak about hearing from God. Yes, we can hear from the prophets, but you need to hear God for yourself. You need to hear God tell you, move out. You need to hear God tell you, stay back. You need to hear specifics if Noah was not hearing from God before the time of this transition how would he have fared and so as we talk about physical preparation I want to talk about being careful not to be a victim of presumption beware of presumption beware of presumption beware of assuming this is what normally happens in January this is what normally happens. This is what normally happens. Noah could have been a victim of presumption. He could have asked God, ah, it has never rained before. How is this flood going to take place? How will you destroy the world with water? God, please, can you explain? It has never rained before. Talk of raining and flooding the whole earth. He did not make assumptions with God. He literally took the word of God as it came and he acted on it. How many of us are here? Who want a smooth transition into 2021? Who will commit to say, I will spend time with God. And as I hear God, I will obey him without questioning. How many of us are here who can trust God to say, I trust God that he will do what is right. I trust God that he will do what is fair. I trust God that he will not mislead me. I know a lot of Christians are in a place of doubt because of things that have happened in this 2020. But God still remains the only hope that the world has. Hallelujah. Because by March, when God pressed reset button, everything else failed. All the analysts, financial analysts, all the professors, all the, all the intellectuals that this world has ever known, Nobody had answers for COVID-19. Nobody. 
everything was shaking. Every industry was shaking. But the only constant was God. He was seated on his throne, immovable, unshakable. Because he knows the end from the beginning. As we speak now, he knows the end of 2021. He has been in every month in 2021. And we can trust him. We can trust him. And so we need to prepare our hearts to say, as I wait on the Lord, I am committed to obey him as Noah obeyed the Lord. Praise the Lord. Transition time is a period of hard work. Transition time is a period of what? A period of what? Remember I said December is a transition time. Did you agree with me? That means December time is not a time to lay about. It's not a time to waste. It's not a time to play with. It's okay that it's a season when we remember Christmas, we remember the birth of Christ, we eat, we visit with friends, we relax a bit, but in the midst of it, always remember that it is transition time. Hallelujah. Transition time is a time of hard work. When you are preparing to travel abroad, maybe um, to a country where you've not been, the few days to that time, you have so much to do. If you are a woman, you are cooking to pack in the freezer for the family. You are getting things ready for the children. You are leaving instructions. There's a lot of activity going on during a transition time of a journey. How much more a transition time into a new year? It calls for a lot of preparation. A lot of hard work. It's not a time of lazing about. It is a time for preparing the things that you will need in the new year. God spoke to Noah. He told him to build the ark. Then he told him to store up food. In that chapter, you read it. He asked him to store up food that he and the animals will eat. Can you imagine storing up food that you are going to eat indefinitely? He didn't know how many days it will be. He had to store up food that they ate for 150 days. I want to think he stored up food for more than that. Because when they came out of the ark after the flood, everywhere was dry ground. There was nothing to harvest. So they must have continued to eat what had been laid up before their plants started to grow. So it was a time of hard work for Noah. And I believe the Lord wants you to know it's a time of hard work for you too if you want to have a smooth transition. What kind of work will you be doing? Noah had to gather all the animals into the ark. He had to gather his family into the ark. And today God is calling you, is calling me to bring people into the ark. That ark is who? That ark is a person. That ark is who? That ark is Jesus. We don't need to build a physical ark anymore. The ark has been built once and for all. That all flesh will come into that ark. Because a day is coming. We read it in our text here. That God will preserve the godly. But he will reserve the wicked for what? Judgment. So as we transition into this new year. For some people, it will be judgment. For some people, it will be preservation. So, it is a time for us to call people into the ark so that they will not meet God on the wrong side. Because that God has not changed. That God has not changed. So, why do we need to call people into the ark? Acts 4, chapter 12. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. 
Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. How do we call people into the ark? Why do we need to call them into the ark? Can we read that all together? Hallelujah. That's the ark. There is salvation in and through no one. The ark in which you'll be saved is Jesus. The ark through which you will sail across 2021 is Jesus. There is no other name. Not the name of your relatives. Not the name of the people you know. Not the name of those that have made promises to you. That the way you suffered in 2020, you will not suffer like that. Their name is not enough. The name that we need by which we will be saved from whatever 2021 is pregnant with, that name is Jesus. And that name is the ark. Can I hear you say Jesus? Can I hear you say Jesus? That is the ark of our generation. Noah did not enter that ark alone. You must not enter that ark alone. The least, the least, the barest minimum that you can do is to take your entire family into the ark. Is there anybody in this room that does not have a family? Anybody here without a family? Everyone has a family. Noah entered that ark with his three sons, his wife, and the wives of his sons. And I want to think that that is the minimum. That you enter the ark with your entire family. Call your entire family to repentance. Call them to salvation in the name of Jesus. Call them. Call them. Stop enjoying the faith alone. Stop enjoying life alone in Christ. Call them that this thing is for real. God has destroyed the world before. And the world is as wicked as that time. And God will likely destroy this world again. And because you are my family, I love you and I don't want you to be destroyed. Come into the ark with me. Come into Jesus. That is the place where there is salvation. And we must work hard at this. Noah worked hard. He worked hard. Even though they didn't believe him. But he did his best. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11. Hebrews 4 11. Let us therefore be zealous and exert ourselves and strive diligently to enter that rest of God. To know and experience it for ourselves. That no one may fall or perish by the same kind of unbelief and disobedience into which those in the wilderness fell. In the wilderness, they were in transition. They were in transition. Moses was telling them about a land filled with milk and honey. They moved from Egypt. They moved from bondage. And they were going into a land filled with milk and honey. But there was a transition in the wilderness that they had to cover. But the Bible tells us that so many of them fell because of unbelief. May no one fall because of unbelief in this house in the mighty name of Jesus. May no one doubt that this message is from God that we are in a transition. 
Because when you have unbelief, you will not prepare. When you have unbelief, you'll be taken on unawares. The beginning part of that verse says, Let us therefore be zealous, exert ourselves, strive diligently to enter that rest of God. That is the hard work I'm talking about. To labor in prayer that your life is right. To labor in the word that you know the truth. To labor in sharing the gospel that no one close to you will be wasted. It is hard work. Transition time is hard work. After what happened in COVID-19, I don't expect anybody to celebrate Christmas like before. It was a wake-up call. Don't forget. Don't forget that the whole world was grounded and came to a standstill. Don't waste this month. Invest it in preparing yourself. If January 1, the trumpet sounds, are you ready to go? Are you ready? Or you think God cannot come in January 1, 2021? Why not? Why not? Why not? Some of us say, the, the gospel has not been preached everywhere. It has not been preached everywhere. That's the lame excuse the devil is giving you to live a complacent life. To live a careless life. To say they have not covered the whole world with the gospel. How do you know? How do you know? People are preaching online. Missionaries are going. Are they reporting to you? Are they resuming in your house in the morning before they go? How do you know the world has not been covered with the gospel? Prepare and be ready. And as you prepare in the word, as you prepare in prayer, carry your family along. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, carry your family along. Carry your family into the ark. Okay, some people don't want to say it very well. You will still say it. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, carry your family into the ark. Turn to the next person and tell them they have two ears. Turn to the next person. Carry your family into the ark. Hallelujah. In closing, I want to read to us Matthew chapter 22, verse 10 to verse 14. Please, Matthew 22, 10 to 14. Matthew 22. Okay. And those servants went out on the crossroads and they got together as many as they found, both bad and good. So the room in which the wedding feast was held was filled with guests, 11. But when the king came in to view the guests, he looked intently at a man there who had no wedding garment. And he said, friend, how did you come in here without putting on the appropriate wedding garment? 
and he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Tie him hand and foot, and throw him into the darkness outside. They will be weeping and grinding of teeth. It's because I'm saving time. That's why I started from verse 10. Verse 14 says, For many are called, invited and summoned, but few are chosen. This act, we are calling people to come inside. We can call the good and the bad. And they can all come in. Just like we have all come into church today. But the Bible says, concerning that feast, that wedding feast of the Lamb, the king will come and he will look at those who are wearing the wedding garments. Everybody is welcome, but there is requirement to participate in the feast. Everyone can come and say, I have been born again. I have been born again. I have received Christ. I have answered daughter call. I have been born again. But in this story, Jesus prepares us to know. It's not enough to enter the ark. You need to put on the wedding garments to qualify to be in the Lamb's feast. So I am addressing those of us who are in the ark already. Are you wearing the wedding garment? Are you wearing the wedding garment? Are you dressed ready for the bridegroom? It's not enough to be in the ark, but it's more important to be well dressed. To be well dressed. I'm not talking about physical dressing, I'm talking about spiritual dressing. You need to be well dressed. Luke 14 23. Luke 14 23. Luke 14 23. Because we don't want anybody to be shocked and not know what to say. Luke 14 23. Then the master said to the servants, Go out into the highways and hedges and urge and constrain them. To yield and come in so that my house may be filled. The father's business that we have been talking about this year is about going to call them, call them, call them, compel them, constrain them. In this month of December, compel men to come into the ark. Hallelujah. Do evangelism this December. Do evangelism. Do evangelism. We don't know what 2021 holds. We must do evangelism. We must compel people to come into the ark. And when they come into the ark, we must teach them the word so that they will wear the right garment. So that whatever 2021 brings, we will be ready for it. Because what is waiting for us at the other side of the transition is a marriage feast with the lamb. It is rest from all our labor. Brother Bioma said he saw the paws going down, going down. And he had the sense of presence to say, Father, here I come. How many of us are ready to say, Father, here I come, just as I am? If you don't have assurance of salvation, you cannot say, Father, here I come. And so if there's anyone here who is not sure that you are in the ark, 
or that you are wearing the wedding garment. You are not sure that your name is really written in the book of life. Today is a day to make that decision. You see, we keep postponing it because we think Jesus is going to come in 2050. But with all that is happening around us, people are going to bed, they are not waking up. People are making a trip, they don't come home. Anything is possible. But we need to prepare for the transition. Let us rise up to pray. I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hand. With Jesus, I can make it. With Jesus, I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hand. That's the confidence of someone who knows Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him as Savior? Are you in the ark? Or you are still an observer. You are just watching the ark. You are watching the people going in. You are watching and wondering, what are they even doing? What is this that they are doing? What is this going to church every day? What is this calling on Jesus every time? What is this all about? Maybe you are not sure of why you should enter the ark. This is a good time to be sure. This is a good time to be sure. Because the Lord is coming to make up his jewels. The Lord is coming to take people like Noah home. The Lord is ready to rescue people like Noah. He will not destroy the world with water again. He will destroy it with fire. He has what it takes to destroy it with fire. He is a consuming fire. But he does not want anybody to be destroyed. He is a good God. And so if you are here and you are not yet saved, if you are here you are not sure that if death knocks at your door tonight that you are ready to go i don't mean to scare you i just mean for you to prepare i just mean for you to be sure a songwriter wrote he said be very sure be very sure your uncle holds and grieves the solid rock this rock is Jesus yes he's the one this rock is Jesus the only one be very sure be very sure your and grieves the solid rock. Can you lift up your hand and say to the Lord, Lord, I want to be sure. I want to be sure that I am in the ark. 
I want to be sure that I am wearing the wedding garment. I want to be sure. Father, open my eyes and show me where I am with you. Open my eyes and show me my status. I don't want to miss this act. I don't want to miss this act. I don't want to be disqualified. I don't want the king to come and I will be speechless. I don't want the king to come and I will be ashamed and I will not have an answer. Father, I need assurance that I am in the ark. I need assurance that I'm gripping this rock that is Jesus. Father, Lord, in any area of my life where I am not just, where I am not blameless, where there is blame, where there is spot, where there is wrinkle, Father, open my eyes to discern it so that I will make things right. That in this season of transition, Lord, I want to make things right. I want to be sure that I am in the ark. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to be taken unawares. Father, help us in the name of Jesus. Help us in the name of Jesus. Help us to bring our families into the ark. Can you pray and ask God to help you? Is your father in the ark? Is your mother in the ark? Are your siblings in the ark? Are your loved ones in the ark? Don't you want to see them in heaven when we meet there? Don't you want them to, them to be saved? Don't you want them to enjoy the life that you have? Can you pray and say, God, in this last month, open my mouth to share the gospel with my family open my mouth to share the gospel with all those around me lord help me lord help me deliver me from procrastination deliver me from everything that is inhibiting me help me lord to work hard in this time of transition to bring men into the ark in the name of jesus in jesus name we have prayed I encourage you to go back home and pray over these things and let the Lord speak to you as he spoke to Noah about the specifics you need to do. You may need to save money. You may need to do some very prophetic things to prepare yourself for 2021. May the Lord open your ears as you listen in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word that has gone forth. Thank you because it is a living seed. I pray that, Lord, your word takes root in our life and brings forth a bountiful harvest, a harvest of awakening, a harvest of revival, a harvest that will spur us into action in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for as many who are still in the valley of decision under the sound of my voice. Lord, as they reach out to you, your word say, draw near unto me and I'll draw near unto you. Father, draw near to them in the name of Jesus. Embrace them with your love in the name of Jesus. Make them whole in the name of Jesus. So that together we all will make it. Even into 2021. With a smooth transition in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answered prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.